The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome. This is Everyday Peace and this is Dr. Drayvon James. And I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. And when I say that, I hope you just automatically feel this this reaction where your body just wants to stop and inhale deeply and hold that breath for a second or two and slowly exhale, completely exhaling, because that's how we connect to our center, right? So this show is everyday peace. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Wow. Imagine your life of peace every day. I'm here to tell you that, yes, you can have peace every day. Yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And we work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. We have a fabulous guest on today, C. Renee Washington, who is a life coach extraordinaire. She's an author. We're here today to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is, I call it your magic, your midlife magic. But we're going to let C. Renee talk about it in her terms. She's written this book, Take the Trip. And I want to open up by saying this before we get, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, Renee, but I got to say this part. There is a part of this book that I want to open this show up today with, with this statement. And I hope that every listener will adopt this as a part of their life. And I got this from your book. And I know your book, you said you got it from a song, but that... You write in your book that you woke up this morning with my mind set on loving me. Absolutely yeah. love that. I love it. So without any further ado, welcome to the show, Renee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you, Drayvon. I am so real to be here with you today. I, you know, I love you so much, and this is just a true blessing to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. So let's open up before we get straight into the book. I, of course, you've been here before, but just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. I know you wrote this fabulous book. We're going to get into that, but what, oh, just where you've been, where you're going. Ah, yes, yes. So, um, yes, I love that the book title is Take the Trip, and I'm talking to you about it because Drayvon and I met, what, maybe, what, two, three years ago now? I'm getting confused. COVID time, you know, who knows? But it was just a few years ago. And we met so serendipitously. Well, I can't even get the word out. Serendipitously. And it was through taking a trip. But before we took the actual uh, physical trip, we took a trip in surrendering to believing and trusting and having faith in something that we really hadn't even, couldn't even see, right? Because the the two of us met through another amazing woman, uh, Linus Woods Mullins, and, and, and she brought 
four women together, herself and the three three of us, also with Keisha Dixon. And so and it was all through the Internet space. We didn't really know each other. She connected us all together. We ended up doing this self-love explosion speaking tour. And so that trip where we actually met each other, where for, what, a few months before that, we talked online, talked through email, talked through text messaging, and met each other the night before we were going to get on a stage together. Right. Yes. And I, I know I love that story so much because it so speaks to what I wrote about in the book. Um, The tagline of the book is four journeys every midlife woman needs to live in purpose and in freedom. And when you can, you know, release some of these mental shackles that we walk around with and you can connect to, you know, who you are, why you are on this planet, you know, what is your purpose? What what is God's will for your life? That brings to you um, a freedom in being able to open up yourself to, you know, to walk in expansion and to walk in possibility. And, you know, we, you know, we talked about how we didn't know each other until we knew each other. And in coming together, it was like we've known each other all our lives. And so the the four journeys in the book are surrender, the journey to trusting yourself, the journey to loving yourself, and then the journey to passion. And I can say that our connection, you know, for me, incorporates all four of those journeys. And so I, yes, I'm I'm a life coach. Uh, my my career was in human resource management for a major health insurance company for almost 28 years. And subsequent to leaving that career, I started my life coaching business and have been doing different things in that journey. You know, with, in which I've written this book. I you know I hosted a podcast. I've coached so many, so many amazing women and just have been really uh, in my purpose of helping as many women as possible live their personalized brand of freedom is what I like to call it because I talk to so many women who, particularly women over the age of 50, 55-ish, who start to wondering start to wonder, okay, you know, when is it going to be about me? When do I get to focus on what I want? Or And then there are women who, who, who will tell themselves that it's too late for what they want. Yeah, you know, that's so beautiful that you say that because, you know, working with women, I do find what you just said to be true too. And I also find this group of women who don't know what they want, who realize uh, so sadly that they've reached this point in their life and they're not really sure who they are. You exactly. know, they've been so many different things for so many different people, but they never took time to figure out just who they are and what it is that they like just because they like it, not because it adds any meaning to anybody else's life or does, just because it resonates with them. They're not sure about that place. But something in the very beginning of your book, when you talk about 
the difference between you well, you said you know the reason you didn't name this book and it's so much of this book resonated with me it just it, I tingled when I read it. I'm like ah <laughs> Yes, you know, I of course I know and love you, and and to read it, it was all you know these experiences, and I know some of these experiences because you shared them with me. But yeah, I, yeah. the way that you wrote it, just really resonated with me as a woman who's on this journey as well. And you said there was a difference with why you didn't name the book "Take the Journey" and you decided mm-hmm. to take the trip. Talk, let's talk about that a little bit. How did you decide to do that, and why? Yeah, well the. <laughs> The fun reason is that I love alliteration. <laughs> that was another reason. <laughs> but, you know, also, um, this, you know, taking trips, you know, it, it can be that you are moving from one location to another, right? That's a trip, you know, moving physically. Um, but yeah. then also we can trip through life, meaning that we can stumble through life. And I know mm-hmm. I, I know that that's certainly true for me. And so the word trip had a double meaning for me, you know, that, yes, we are taking the, we are, we are traveling from, you know, uh, Birmingham, Alabama to Paris, France, maybe. But I also, in just living day to day and throughout my life, I'm 61 years old, there have been many times that I have stumbled. And that's why my two favorite words are grace and mercy, because oh. I am so grateful for God's grace and mercy to, you know, lift me up, hold me up, um, hold me down when I need to be held down, because we stumble, right? And yes. I, yes, and so, and we can think that those stumbles, uh, you know, can be life enders or at least journey enders, you know, because we can get caught up in fear. Yes. And, yeah, and this was, this resonated with me because of two incidents that inspired me to write the book. One was personal for me. I took a solo trip to Lisbon, Portugal. That was something I'd always wanted to do was to take an international trip by myself just because I wanted to, not um, think that I couldn't do anything that I truly wanted to do and felt some purpose in doing. And I love to travel. I have done, you know, a lot of traveling, but typically it has been either with, um, you know, other people, friends, husband, you know, family, that kind of travel. And that's all been wonderful. And I have taken solo trips within the state. That even getting my mind wrapped around that was something. My my job helped me with that, and then I did some some personal travel on my own. But I had not left the country, and so I was supposed to go to Lisbon, Portugal, with my husband. He couldn't go at the last minute, and I almost canceled. And then I said, uh-uh, this is it. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is on your bucket This is on your, yeah, this is on your bucket list. And I had right, researched right. a lot. Yeah, this, I researched all this information about Lisbon. I, one thing about Portugal that I love is that it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful country from what I had read, um, beautiful people. And what I really loved about it is that you don't hear about Portugal in the news. So I was like, it's under the radar. So I felt really, you know, I felt pretty safe for that reason in going. 
And when I got there, I stayed there for about five days. Fantabulous time. It was just so nice. I, you know, I had a had my little guidebook, had my little Portuguese words, but most people spoke English, and mm-hmm. everybody was nice. It was just a great time. It was beautiful. I just walked around every day, and I asked myself, you know, why did you wait so long to do this? Why did you wait so long to do this? And I knew the reason tracked back to fear, and we are really you know, we're kind of encoded to fear based on that fight or flight DNA thing we have going on. But also just from, you know, just living day to day, we are socialized to fear. You know, the news course, media. Yeah. 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 The news media. Yeah. They make their money by keeping us afraid of things and that yeah. everything is just so dangerous. Um, a few years before that trip, I took a girlfriend trip to Greece, and that was right when Greece was going through all this their big financial crisis. We didn't know if, if we would be able to access money or anything, I mean, because that's what we were hearing on the news. And we were seeing all these big protests there and all of this, and so we were about to cancel the trip, and uh, we checked in with a travel agent, and, and she said, mm, I think you're going to be good. We got there, you would have never known all that all that <laughs> unrest was going. I mean, it was we were just amazed. We never had right. a problem, nothing. But the news media had us thinking that the whole country was about to burn down. <laughs> so, Absolutely. So, and that's so, another reason why, why not, not to interrupt <laughs> you, but I love the title is Take the Trip. It almost, to me, as I read the book and I kept going back to the title of the book and I love the way you introduced, you know, it could have been take the journey, but you chose take yeah. the trip. And I, and I thought this is also a permission, permission, at, even at yeah. this stage in our life, it's okay to do what is commonly called, titled as fail, fail, because we're failing mm-hmm. forward. There is something we're going to learn if we open ourselves, even at this stage. Yes, we're still learning. We're still discovering parts of ourselves that have been untapped. And if we would just allow ourselves to take the trip literally and and to take that you know that stumble forward because that's what it would be a stumble forward you know you rarely hear somebody's tripping backwards and they're usually tripping forward and and so that's really what it is permission to take that journey whatever it looks like whatever mistakes are going to be made knowing that you have at least five decades of positive proof affirmation that you can do it that you too that this too shall pass (laughs) Absolutely, Drayvon. That that is just that is so true. And we just we are we it's so easy for us to talk ourselves out of things more than and particularly at this stage of life when uh if we if we have been contained and I, I like what you were talking about earlier because it just speaks to, you know, when you said um doing things just because we want to do them. Because we're so accustomed to living that obligated life, right? And, and, and we are so accustomed to checking in, getting other people's opinions, which connects to the other story that was an inspiration for writing the book was uh, a short trip I took to a local optical shop that I loved. And there was a woman in there trying on glasses, and she had a black pair and a red pair. And I saw her put on the red pair, and I said, oh, get those. 
And she said, really? I, she said, you don't think they're too much and too, you know, I think my friends might talk about me. And I was like, no. I said, yeah, they're going to talk about you. They're going to talk about how fabulous you look in those those red glasses. And then she connected that to, you know, I, you're right, because I have been holding myself back. I have been, I used to be adventurous. I used to do all these different things. I used to travel. And I, I, I just stopped doing that. And I want to start doing those things again. And that conversation came from her trying on a red pair of glasses versus a black pair of glasses and wanting to stick with the safe pair of glasses, the black pair of glasses. And so, you know, these 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 many trips, these journeys that we take can can be internal. And that that's what I speak to in the book is these internal journeys that we need to take to move us into, and I know this is just a little cliche phrase, but it truly is our best life. That's how we can connect to living our best life. And at this stage, when you are 50 plus, you are in the years where, yes, you have accumulated a lot of, of experience. And like you said, failures, which to me, failure is just information. It's just data. It's just all information. If this if this didn't work, try something different. What did I learn for it from it? You know that. So we think of failure as an ending, and I think of failure as a pause to assess. I love that a pause to assess. And rarely, I think, rarely do we really do that. We pause to consider other people's opinions. We pause mm-hmm. to nurture our fear or or our depression or our anxiety. You know, we're depressed over what didn't happen in the past, anxious over what could have happened in the future. But we rarely pause to assess this moment right here. In this yeah. moment right here, right? And I got this from the book. You said, you know, there are four trips, a trip to surrender, right? And mm-hmm. uh that right there, I'm, I'm flipping through this book right here because I wanted to, um, there was something on that surrender part and I'll come to it once I get to it. But that whole surrendering, that process of letting go, right? Yeah. And many of us have been um, in a place so long in our life where we thought we were the glue that held everything together. Mm. <laughs> right? And then you get to this season in life and you realize, well, everybody's kind of like flown the coop and they're doing their own things and they're held together quite nicely. And you're looking for the glue that holds you together. Right. And yeah. it is in that process of letting go. It's there in that Absolutely. process of learning how to surrender. And when you talk about that, taking that trip, taking the trip to surrender, I know from my own personal journey was one of the hardest journeys mm. to even understand. To even understand, I was like, "What do you mean, surrender? Surrender to what? <laughs> How am I not I surrendered?" <laughs> I know. Yeah, because we think we think. Well, I pray. Right. I pray. I'm saying, but but we pray. We either pray, we pray and just expect something to fall out of the sky, <laughs> or we pray and we take it back. Right. And and we- ne- neither one of those ways. Uh, connect to true surrender, you know, just, you know, learning how to, you know, truly release whatever this thing is that's bigger than you, because, you know, now I know, and we say it all the time, but now I know it in my soul, 
that God has got it. You know, God is, you know, he's got the little teensy things and God has got the big things. And and if there's something that I can't, you know, immediately impact or move like, okay, so I dialed in a number to talk to you. I didn't have to surrender that to get this connection to, to speak to you today. But what I have surrendered is that this conversation will impact the listeners in a way that is that is positive, in a way that is um uh life changing for them. You know, that's that's my prayer. I don't have control over that. And so once we end this this conversation, I am trusting that God, if it's just one person that needs to hear this conversation, I'm trusting that God has found that person. I'm not gonna beat myself up about a mistake, I, a word I said wrong or anything I didn't say that I meant to say, I'm not going to do that to myself because that's not surrender. Right. I am trusting right. that whatever we need to say will be said in this conversation and it will meet the people that need to hear it. That, you know, and so that's I, right there, that trusting that you <laughs> not trying to control is just trusting that what, what, what needs to be done? Who needs to hear it? Yes. It will happen. Yes. 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 That, you know, I call it divorcing from outcome and, and it's, you know, divorcing from specific outcomes. Like, you know, we, we ask God for things and then we, we tell God the package it needs to come in, right? <laughs> what color bow to put on it and everything. Yeah. No. Right. I, yeah. So that, that surrendering to, to the outcome of how God's going to deliver it. You know, that true surrender to God's will for our lives is what I, you know, finally have clicked into. And and not that I've got it down. I still have to remind myself. Um, One of the ways I do that, I have a God box uh, that, and it's just, it's a a real box that I, you know, write these these things that I know I I want, but I, I write it in a way that, I want the reason behind this. What's my why for wanting this? Because that's what you really want. So, oh, I love I that. Think, yeah, so I, I think I know what that might look like, but God, I'm seeding to you. I'm seeding to your will. So you, if, I, if, I, if you deem that I am supposed to have it, I know you will also package it up the way it's supposed to come. What is my why for wanting this? That is a loaded question, right? For and mm. and it's a vulnerability a question that makes you vulnerable because a lot of times we don't we don't really want to get to the why, right? We want to get to that mm. superficial that superficial thing, and we're maybe even a little ashamed of the why. And I would I would challenge people to face them. There is no shame in what you want, but to be honest right. about that at this, especially at this juncture, we're talking. The show today is about midlife women and their their purpose and their freedom. But it can apply to any person at any phase in their life. But definitely, Absolutely. if you if you've reached midlife as a woman, we know uh, uh, that we've touched many many lives and we've helped many many people reach their why. Right? Uh, we've we've done that for people in our lives and helped them to dig deep and understand and peel back these layers and get to their why, which helps them get to self discovery. And now is our turn to peel back those layers and get to our core why. We're worth that work. 
Mm. That's important. That's yes, important work. Are. In your book, I have yes. to say this. It's, this book, and I want our listeners, we're going to talk about how to get the book and you can get it on your um on your digital device, your, your phone, that's how I got mine. <laughs> and so as mm-hmm. is with me. And um and so but this book is jam-packed with what I call the recipe for how to love yourself every day. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. I'm a person who loves to cook. And I believe people say, oh, I can't cook. I'm like, oh, yeah, if, if you can read, you can cook. It, because it, it, <laughs> if there's a recipe there, you know, I just came back from my niece's house and she made these wonderful pound cakes. And it's a recipe that's been in the family for many, many years. And she just it said put a pound of this or a cup of that. And she just did that. This, that's what this book, Take the Trip, does for me, is it really does make a make it easier to for you to wake up every morning with the mindset of loving yourself and knowing how to do it. Surrendering, trusting yourself, loving yourself, getting, getting yourself um, in a place where you recognize your passion, mm. right? And you open yeah. up to it. You open up to it, right? You open up to your passion, a thing that lights you up. So it really is a recipe in my mind of how how to love yourself every day. Take take these trips, these four trips, and you will, the the journey will lead to more self love, more self discovery, more self love, more self discovery, and that's how we create a wonderful home, a wonderful community, a wonderful country, a wonderful world through self love and self discovery. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, and and to you know get over yourself so that you can get out of your own way. I yeah. I haven't met the person, including myself, who whatever you felt was the stumbling block in your life. Typically, we externalize that it's some person, it's something, it's a job, it's a whatever, and what it always circles back to is that person staring at you in the mirror. Yeah, and the story that you're telling yourself about this event, mm-hmm. the meaning, the meaning that you're giving it. Yeah, exactly. isn't that something? Exactly. That... Yes. Yeah, yeah. What am I making and, this mean? That is so true. Yeah. What am I making this mean at this juncture in our life? You know. How heavy is this, really? We're going to come back right after this break, and we're talking to C. Renee Washington, discussing her book, Take the Trip. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and we are... Fabulous guest today, C. Renee Washington, who's written a terrific book. I recommend that everyone read it. It is geared to, towards women in midlife, but I believe that everyone can benefit from this book. Take the trip. Um, Renee, tell us where we can get, where we can pick up the book. 
So you can get the book from bookshop.org, bookshop.org. And I love that site because it supports independent bookstores. And you can also get it from the big box Amazon. So you can get it in either place. Bookshop.org. Wonderful. And again, the title is Take the Trip. It is one. It is a delightful read, but it has a component that really interests me when I look at books. It is what I call a tiny book, which means yeah. that you can read it in one setting and then do like I did on my um, phone here, um, chart down different things and then your little thing uh, highlighted if you I like to mark up a book, so I'm getting a hard copy too, but it's one of those, it's like a reference book, but it's a tiny little reference book that really is the recipe on how to develop a life where you learn to love yourself every day. And if you're a midlife woman, you understand the importance of love because you've used it to do everything in your life. You've used it to build into the lives of other people, to create, to dismantle. You've used it for everything. Now is the time to learn to use it for your next level, your next season of growth and happiness. So I, I love this book. I refer to it as a recipe book because I believe, you know, with the right, uh, bit of this and the right bit of that you can make anything you want and so if you want to make a life that looks like a like magic at, at this season you certainly can and this book can help you I, I was talking to renee during the break about this open the book opens up with surrendering and then it goes into the other three trips you know we mentioned the first trip is uh the trip to surrender the second trip is to trusting yourself and then loving yourself and then uh discovering your passion and embracing your passion. But for me, I realized that, or at least I thought, and you can tell me what you think, that surrendering was the first trip because none of these other trips can happen until we have put into practice the process of surrendering. And that's how important this process is, is the surrendering. Was that part of your thought process of putting it first? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Drayvon, because when you don't surrender, and like I said, it's not a one and done. You have to you have to be intentional about it, and and you can you know get off track and you bring yourself back to surrender. But until you really connect to surrendering, then what happens is that you just continue to try to um, control your life in a way that that. Um, and, we, yes, we do control some things about our life. You know, we control our, our behaviors and our, our actions. But when when we're talking about surrender, this form of surrender is really trusting, learning how to click into the, the, the path that you are meant to be on at a particular phase of life. Because that's another thing. We can think, you know, who we were 10, 20 years ago, even five years ago, a year ago, is who we always have to be, and that is 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 also a part of surrendering to uh, to understand that we do get to we get to change, we get to grow, we get to evolve, and you know holding yourself in, living that life that's based on um, you know being obligated that those lives that life of should and ought that are people enforce, you know, they connect to other people. So yes, there are some things that, that we should and shouldn't do. I'm not talking about you just kind of willy nilly flow through life. 
I'm saying that that uh, you know the the in the biggest form of surrender, we show up every day doing what we do and trusting that God will direct our path, will of course correct us, will uh, move us forward, would say, mm, no, not that way. <laughs> you know, that, that that's the surrender I'm talking about is, is that we stop that, that, that scarcity, grabby, graspy kind of way of living where, um, you know, we get all bent out of shape about a no. You know, the, you know, I was reading another book, and it, it said, learn to trust the closed door. That's part of Ooh. surrender, to learn to trust the closed door. I love and that. Then, learn to trust the closed door. Yeah, trust the closed door. Because some doors are closed. You know, we, we get all caught up in being rejected or being denied. And now I don't. If I get a no now, whether it's from a client working with me or, um, you know, something that I want to do, uh, you know, and I get a no, I, I really, um, that wasn't supposed to happen. And if it was, you know, if it was, you know, I was listening to um, a pastor I love, and he talked about, you know, knowing that difference between whether this is God's will or just, or you should keep pushing forward. And he said, you'll know the difference because, God will clear the path. It's not that you won't have obstacles, but God will clear those obstacles. And if the obstacles right. aren't being cleared, that's a message. That's information for you, and you should say thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what people struggle with, and again, I think the book did a great job of this um, when you get to the section on trusting yourself. What people struggle with is the door closed because you want me to put more effort forth and and mm-hmm. you know it, it's all these these head games that we pay, play but there mm. is a voice there is a voice that comes from intuition that we we don't yes. live in that space often enough right because we're not trusting ourselves we believe that someone other than us knows the way faster and better but when we get into this place space of intuition and i used to always say my mom used to tell me when i was young as long as you did your best don't worry about anything else and i would think about that all the time and i would say well how do i know i did my best (laughs) and she would say she would say to me you know i was a little girl she would say you'll know when you've done your best and i've trusted that i've trusted that it's caused me to be uh to work harder at things because I always say, well, Drayvon, have you really done your best? Have you done all that you can do? And when the answer is yes, and the door remains closed, that's when I think we can say, let's trust the closed door. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you know, I um, talked to a woman once, and this she was just in her 50s. She had stopped dreaming. You know, she just really thought life was over for her. That um, because she wasn't married, she didn't have children, that that had been something she really had wanted, that that was it. She just needed to just plot out her days and her job that she didn't really love and just retire and, you know, fade into oblivion. And I thought that was uh, so, so 
sad because, like you mm-hmm. said, how do we know that if this is really a closed door, if this is really not meant to be, or maybe I just haven't, you know, tried enough. And so on one hand, you could, she was, what she was doing was looking at herself and say, okay, I'm 50, I'm, you know, I'm 50 plus years old. God has not sent me this husband. So I'm not meant to be married. That was the conclusion she drew. And and I, my question to her was, are you really sure about that? Are you mm-hmm. really sure? Because, you know, we, you know, I'm sure you've heard this story about the man on the roof and the swirling waters and he's asking God to save him. You know, we've all heard Yes, that. yes, that yes, story. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 said, said, you know. I sent several boats. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. yes, sent several boats. And I said to her, I was like, I'm going to guess that maybe several men have walked by that you just didn't even see. <laughs> right. Because she just started, it was, it, because that was, you know, you talked about, in the, you know, when I talk about the book about loving yourself and trusting yourself, her her self perception, well, how she perceived herself, was not positive. You right. know, she, you know, right. so, and that's gonna, that is going to impact what you see. See, if I don't yeah. think I deserve it, I'm not gonna see it, right? Right. So that right there, right there, that goes back to me to this beautiful opening of this book about surrendering. We could spend uh, probably days talking about the process of surrendering, <laughs> but you've got to surrender that spirit that says that you're not enough. Yeah. Right? You have to surrender that spirit that says to you that um, the universe would put a desire inside of you that it has no intentions of fulfilling. Not true. It may not be fulfilled in the way that are packaged the way that you and your physical mind have put it together, but you are meant to have that desire fulfilled. So we go back to your example about them, you know, the swirling water and the man on the rooftop waiting for a savior, somebody to come by and, mm-hmm. and, and God says, well, you know, what about all those other boats that I sent you? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, so, yes. And, yeah. and I, yeah, I have another story about a, another, this is a friend who, waited for 30 years for the love of her life. But she wasn't just waiting in that period of time. She dated, you know, she dated different people. And she was a person, she's very uh, um, uh, connective. And so even if the, even if she knew that this guy was not going to be the one, she just could said, okay, well, I have a new friend in my life. I have another friend. So that's how she was going through her waiting period. But then it was so funny because when she finally connected to this man that that um but she could check off everything she had wanted everything she had been waiting on but there was one thing that was concerning her and she's like i think this is going too fast i don't know i'm i'm not sure and so i asked her questions like okay this 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 yes yes i said well then what's the problem this is a mm-hmm. black woman my friend is black and the man is white that was the problem he didn't come in the package she expected him to come in Right. And uh, we, you know, worked through that. And when I tell you, we can't now, her friends, we can't imagine a, a man that would have been a better match for her. And she didn't meet right. him until she was in her 60s. So it's never so, too late. late. It's, it's, it's never, never too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. For whatever dream dream Yes. Yes, but she was open. She was open to possibility. She was open to possibility. So you know, a lot of women wouldn't have even gone out with him because he was white. 
Right. So she because was it open to possibility. Yeah. Didn't look it wasn't like packaged she it away. Was right. Eat. Right. Yeah. So we surrendering but, those preconceived notions of what what love looks like, or even mm-hmm. even I would say what anything looks like. You know anything. what health looks like. Yes. What you know I, I've working in healthcare for thirty years. I've seen people redefine healthy for themselves so that they can live happy. You know, yeah. people who've lost limbs and this, this, they say, yeah. I've got, to, I've got to make the decision that this is not the end of me because you see me, I see me, I still exist. And so I've got to redefine and allow the universe to help me to do that. So we've got to surrender all these things, all this woe is me and, and be ready to embrace, embrace this taking the trip whatever it is in this moment staying in this moment we have a caller on the line i want to get to our caller hello you're on the air thank you for calling oh hi hi dr james another great show so your caller had well well, actually you had um answered my question and so really really i just wanted to say to your caller that i'm going to get this book i know that it's geared towards women but when i listen to her talk about um just this is the things about stepping outside of fear and all those things. That's not gender specific. That's for all of us. It and is it's not. not age specific either. So I just wanted to um, call and just say I appreciate you um, for the book, and I'm going to get the book because I see how it can be of help to me and my life. And so um, this is great. This is a great conversation, and that's all I want to say. You know, Dr. James, usually I have questions, but your guest is so thorough that I don't – I don't have any <laughs> questions to ask, but I just wanted to say that um, this is a great conversation, and thank you for having her on. Oh, and thank oh, you for being an everyday you so teacher. Much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank You're welcome. you so much for that, yes. And I, I'm glad you called in and shared that because, yes, I have had men tell me that they've gotten something from the book, so I really appreciate your sharing that. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, and thank you. And so uh, you're right. It, I absolutely agree with the caller. As I read through the book and I said, OK, there are parts in here that I need to go back and do over and over again. But I have a, a teenage son and there are things that I want to talk to him about, you know, with trusting yourself. And I said, this book is for everybody because we just keep evolving and we just keep evolving. Now, one of the things I thought, you know, as as a woman in a midlife, you know, you would think these things would be easier because, as I mentioned, we've mm. got we've got several decades of positive proof affirmations mm-hmm. that, you know, we, we are living proof, as they say, that, yes, this too shall pass. We could sit down with someone who's in their second or third or fourth decade in life and say, sugar, please, that will pass. I want you to take a deep <laughs> oh, breath. Right. Take a deep breath. Right? <laughs> Fix your crown. <laughs> Yes, like my mother used to say, keep on living, keep on living. Oh my God, keep on living. That that too, and if you keep your smile straight, yeah. and keep you know keep your keep an upwardly moving mindset, you're gonna come out of this thing yeah. better than you ever thought. And we know that because we've lived that, right? You know, I used to always hear this um, phrase when I was younger. You know, life can show you better than I can tell you, right? And so oh, yeah. we. We are at that point, that season of life where we say, well, life has shown me. And so now I'm able to tell you that I want you to relax on this, whatever mm. it is. It and may that be is, our- That is some freedom, yes. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and this book is a reminder of that too. I think it honors that part of our life because we know that we have in some form or fashion done this for other people. It's just time for us, as I, I love to say, to mother ourselves. It's time for us to Absolutely. be that big sister, that mom, that grandma for ourselves and say, look here, this is what I need you to do at this point. You know how to let go of that. Right. You, you, yes, you know, yes. right. Yeah. You know that you know that you can let go of that and move into trusting yourself and that intuition. And you talk about that so well. But we found during the break, I I'd said this, I want to read it. And I close it back up. We found during the break that process, that surrender statement. I wanted our guests to hear that. Um, do you have yours open? Did anything truly I do. surrender? Yes, so, yes, we, yes. So um, if you just want to set that up and read that for us, I think that our listeners will get a lot out of this process of surrendering. I know it can be difficult, but this is beautiful the way you wrote it in the book. Yes, this this is a quote I love um, from author to- Tova Silver. And it, it she says, anything truly surrendered is made sacred. You're mm. open and curious. Surrendering to God showing you the way. You're not fixated on past regret or a fantasy future. You learn to let everything that needs to go, go, and let everything that needs to come, come. And that is my favorite definition of surrender because it speaks to, yes, we're not living in some world of delusion. Yes, yes, we've made mistakes. Yes, Bad things may have happened. Um, that's in our past. Um, and we're not thinking that, oh, life is going to be la, 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 wonderful every day in the future. We are in the real world, but we are, in, we are grounded in the truth that is God, that God does know um, who we are, and God loves us anyway, right? And if God loves us, we absolutely want to love ourselves. And, you you know, you, you um, mentioned intuition that I do talk about in the book. You know, there are many, I have many terms for that. You know, I call it body compass, intuition, spiritual GPS, gut feeling, whatever you want to call it. Because most, of, we've been trained to live in our heads, to live in our brains. And our brains are incredibly amazing. They are the catalog of every experience that we've ever had. And they are also programmed to keep us safe. And that goes back to cavemen and cavewomen days when danger literally lurked around every turn. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And so we had to stay on constant alert for that danger. Now in the world we live in, most of us live in in circumstances, even if they're not the best of circumstances, you know, most of us don't live where there's they imminent danger every few minutes. But that, that coding that we have to be on alert for that is still with us. And so it gets um, transferred to situations like you're, you're at work and you get an email from your boss, I need to see you in 30 minutes, come to my office. And we start wondering, okay, what did I do? We start thinking, what, you know, what, what, and we imagine the worst, right? Or uh, you, you have uh, children, teenage children, that have gone out and they're supposed to be home at 10 o'clock, 10.05 comes, mm-hmm. they're a little late, 10.15, mm. they're not here. And we start wondering, where are they? 10.30, we have imagined 
the worst possible outcome, right? And 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 so that's how our brains process now. And I read this thing not too long ago that said it takes because we are set up for negativity to see the negative because it's a it's a self protective mechanism. But and so it takes five positive messages to override one negative message. Because if we are, most of us are continuously talking to ourselves and talking to ourselves in ways that are not the kindest, right? That uh, we are constantly criticizing ourselves. And so that, that the body compass, the intuition is the, the, um, the information that we also have from our body. Our brains can lie to us because our brains want to keep us safe but our bodies don't lie. And my, you know, quick example of that is if an opportunity is presented to you that you've been wanting and, you know, maybe it's at work and you you, you have this opportunity for a promotion, so you get all this money that you're going to get with this promotion, you're going to get this title. And so your brain is like, whoo, that's sounding good. But your back starts, you know, you feel this pain in your back or your stomach starts rumbling, or your neck, you get a, you know, something, because your body is saying something's not right about this opportunity. And either you need to ask more questions, or it's not the right time or the right opportunity like you think it is, thinking with your brain. And so being able to click into your intuitive capability and marry that with the logic of the brain that's when you really get into this confidence of making decisions and trusting yourself. And that's a muscle that most of us have to strengthen because we are so used to just thinking through our brain that we ignore, we suppress the messaging that our intuition is telling us. And we are even told that that's not a good thing to do. Don't pay attention to how you feel. Well, I believe that God made us the way God did because all of it works together for our good. And learning how to utilize all of it and connect it all is how we do learn to trust ourselves. And, you know, that this self thing that we can get off track on and, and think that, you know, we're being self-consumed or selfish, you know, all of these these negative connotations. And I just find quite the opposite that when uh, and I do work with women, so but it can be people. When people really connect to their purpose, you know, what, you know what they're being led to do that brings them joy. That they're not doing out of obligation. That they are connecting to what um, is a passion for them, a, a deep desire for them, and they can surrender to that. That typically they're bringing other people with them. They're bringing other people with them. Even in my writing this book, now one of my best friends was inspired to write her book. And Wonderful. so she's just completely, yeah, I know. So I, yeah, I just, yeah. and I just believe that, that when we are doing what we are, we're, we're purposed to do, we, we're not the only ones to benefit. No. We bring other people with us. 
And that's the thing that I say all the time, too. When we live in this space where we where we connect to our purpose, our soul purpose, and we get there through exploration, right? Through taking the trip, literally and figuratively, right? We get there that way. But when we do that, we open the door, we shine the light on possibility for every other person that that watches even a small part of our journey. And it's so important that we do that. It is so important that we live in that space. We say, you know what, I, this was a desire of mine and I did it. And someone says, if you did it, well, maybe I could do it too. So it's, it's, it's an act of giving, if you would, to really be in this space of living and living out our truth. It's so amazing. We're talking today to see Renee Washington. We're talking about her brand new book, Take the Trip, which is about four journeys that a woman in her midlife must take in order to experience life in its totality, purposeful and free. That's how we're all yeah. meant to be, all meant yeah. to be in that in that space, purposeful and free. And I am so delighted. Again, the book can be picked up at bookshop.org or at amazon.com. It has, it's a tiny book. It's a quick read, but it is a reference book. book. I guarantee you, you'll go back to it again and again. You'll laugh. There were so many parts of it. And I, as I mentioned, we mentioned in the beginning of the show, we have a relationship. So three years ago, we became friends. And I can remember some of these things that we talk about. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was so uh, <laughs> nostalgic, I guess, to read it and, and to realize that from that, at the moment in your life, when that was happening, I'm sure you weren't saying that one day this thing, this painful thing that's happened is going to be a lesson for the world. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I want to thank you for being our guest and thanks to all of our everyday peacemakers. We'll meet again. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.